It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The FIBA World Cup has begun. The Orlando Magic are shining on the court. We do have an injury to talk about, too. What you missed from the first weekend of the FIBA World Cup today on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Indeed, Locked On Magic. Today is August 27th, 2023. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, Paolo Bancaro has his breakout game on the international stage. What Paolo showed in the U.S.'s opening win against New Zealand Plus, Franz Wagner looked really good, and then he got hurt. We'll go over his injury. Plus, Joe Ingles versus Bo Wagner and what they did to each other that they will bring to the Orlando Magic this coming season. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. It's all in caps, so it has to be true and said with emphasis. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started today. And what a start it was. The FIBA World Cup has begun in Japan, Indonesia, and the Philippines. And we are off to a rip-roaring start. Um, France and FIBA Fournier have been eliminated. Our good friend Nikola Vucevic and Montenegro have advanced. Germany punched its ticket to the second round with a win over Australia on Sunday. We're going to get to that game a little bit later on. But obviously you and I... Uh, not you and I, because I know I have international listeners, but the majority of my listeners are located in the United States. And so we're going to start with the breakout game for Paolo Bancaro for the United States in Saturday's win over New Zealand. Um, This game was a slow burn. The U.S. really struggled with the physicality that New Zealand brought. New Zealand never backed down from the U.S. That is a tough, tough team. And it was a good signal to the U.S. that like, hey, 
you might have won all your exhibition games, but this is a bit different. These games have a little bit of extra pressure, and it's just a little bit different. It took the U.S. a little bit of time to kind of get themselves into this game and 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 establish themselves. And that's where Paolo Bancaro stepped in. Throughout the whole exhibition run, the bench unit led by Tyrese Halliburton and Austin Reeves has often been the group that has kind of settled the U.S. down. You know, really got in, dug in defensively, got out in transition a lot more. And, you know, there was some concern among Magic fans that wondering if Paolo made the right decision joining Team USA. Um, by all accounts and all indications, and and the GQ and Paolo did a did a big article with GQ. It's Italy um, that published um, that Google Translate was pretty good, as far as I could tell. I was able to understand uh, the Google Translate version of it from Italian. Um, but all indications are that, despite having a, a really good player in Simone Fontecchio, who has had a really good uh, World Cup so far. All indications are Italy was prepared to build its team around Paolo Bancaro, not only for this World Cup, but for literally the next decade. But Bancaro decided to play for Team USA and take on a secondary role. Now, I'm an optimist. Uh, I've loved what I've seen from Paolo in a lot of ways. He is learning to do things that he is not typically asked to do for the Magic, but will make him a better all-around player and a kind of player you can build around him. Not to throw shade on, on Brandon Ingram, Brandon Ingram has really struggled to find his place with Team USA as the third or fourth option in that starting lineup. I don't think his starting four, the starting four spot is up for grabs. I think he will remain there, but he's really kind of struggled. And, you know, there's a little bit of hand wringing among Pelicans fans. Check out Locked On Pelicans to hear their take on it. Um, but from what I've seen, there's a little bit of hand wringing about, okay, what's his future? How do you build a team around him? Ben Carroll's done things like he's not scoring maybe the way that magic fans would like, but he's also not had the ball in his hands. You can still feel his impact on games by watching him and just by seeing like, okay, he is still doing good things and expanding his game in new ways. He's blocking shots a lot more. He is defending more attentively than he did as a rookie. And while he still makes mistakes because he's a rookie, he's a 20, 20, 21 year old. He's 21 years old. I'm, he's, he's young. Um, yeah, they think he turns 20, like right before the season starts. So I think he's still 1920. It's it, ages are weird. Um, he's still making an impact and doing positive things on the floor. And obviously his size, he's getting to the foul line. Even if he's not making free throws, I will still blame the FIBA ball. The FIBA ball is weird. NBA players hate the FIBA ball. And if you're not used to it, it's tough. And then Caro is still getting used to it. He was three for five in Saturday's game, but then Caro found his rhythm offensively. All that good defensive stuff, four rebounds, four block shots, which I don't think we would have ever thought that we would utter the words Bancaro blocked four shots in a game ever, much less in a World Cup game in a second, heading into a second season. But he finally found his offensive rhythm. He scored a team-high 21 points in the win over New Zealand. It was a comfortable 16-17 point win. His run of scoring, he hit a pull-up jumper along the baseline, then a step in, uh, a step in kind of ISO, just pull up jumper from the elbow, the kind of aggressive move that he wasn't taking in the exhibition games. I, I remember watching this play, and he's just kind of dribbling, and he's thinking, "I got to find my my teammate, or I got to find the next action." And then at a certain point, he just said, "Yes, you know, screw it, I'm just going to take the shot." And he pulled up, took the shot, um, and then a couple of threes. That little scoring burst 
helped the U.S. extend the lead from 12 out to like 18, 19 points. And that's really where it stayed the rest of the game. Look, the U.S. did not run away and hide from New Zealand. New Zealand played them very, very tough. Um, and the U.S. has to take a lesson from that. But, uh, you know, I think one of the things that's really impressive about this group is they are not always playing their best and they struggle with a lot of things and they have very, very clear flaws and weaknesses that will come out later in the tournament. But um, they stick together and they take care of their business. Like that's what good teams do. This I really, really like and I'm really enjoying watching this U.S. national team, even if they don't have the dominance that we all expect and they're not playing at their peak quite yet. Um, but that's the kind of boost that Paolo provided. And you could just kind of feel this relief that he finally had the big offensive game that we've been waiting for. Is he going to average 21 points per game in this tournament? No. He If he settles back in scoring 8 to 10, six, let's let's say 6 to 11 points per game. You know, he was 3 for 5 from the line, so the free throws are still a little bit of a thing. Gets to the line one or two times because he's going to draw fouls. Avoids foul trouble himself. Continues to be a solid pain protector, potentially even a rim protector. I'm not going to call him a rim protector yet, but he's been really aggressive and really solid now, learning how to be the low man, learning how to be in position to help, how to challenge at the rim with verticality. And his size is allowing him to make plays that further spin this spin his group into getting out in transition. And with Halliburton and Reeves, they have really good decision makers at pace and someone that can feed Palo if he if he bust his butt back in transition to get to the basket. That's how he got the majority of his points in the exhibition run. Um, this was just, like I said, it, it was just relief. Bancaro had his breakout and it just felt like, okay, this, who knows if it's the right decision or the best decision for him, but this was a good decision for him because not only did we see the scoring chops that we all know Bancaro has, and we all know makes Bancaro a, a really, really, really special player. Not only did we see that, we also saw Bancaro add this defensive element, add this, add the shot blocking element, add these little things to his game that are going to make it better for him in the long run. Um, you know, a lot of let's let's just face it, a lot of NBA fans didn't necessarily watch Paolo day in and day out like we did. A lot of them saw this idea with Paolo at the center and saw it work on Saturday and were like, huh, this Paolo at the center thing might actually be a good idea and, and or might actually be something that works. And, and look, I fully expect Jamal Mosley to try it a few times once we get to the regular season, once we get to the season. we will. I, I fully believe we will see a Bancaro, Isaac Wagner, Franz Wagner, not Mo Wagner, that Franz, Paolo, Jonathan Isaac lineup provided Isaac's healthy and that provided is carrying a significant amount of weight there. Um, but I, I fully expect we will see them try that lineup out at some time, either in a big lineup with a center uh, in there or as a small lineup with Wagner at the two uh, or, 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 as, or as a small lineup with Paolo at the five. Um, you, the, the, that's the fun part of that group is you can play them nearly anywhere and, and Isaac's going to give you great room protection on top of that. Um, it it was great. It was good to see Paolo, Paolo again. You could just kind of feel the relief in his face because I, I think he was really pressing – and, you know, like so many guys, trying to figure out what his role is and how to be successful. And then we saw it all just click. It just all like the light, the light bulb came on. It was just like, oh, like this is how I do it. Um, and 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 glad he kept the confidence to, to do that and, you know, really paid off for the U.S. was a big factor in their win. 
The U.S. is back in action on Monday against Greece. That is an 8.40 a.m. tip-off. Of I will be live tweeting it whenever I start watching it. I may watch it live. I may not. It uh, depends when I wake up. Uh, but uh, but we will uh, but we'll have more coverage of that game, see how Paolo follows up on his 21-point effort. Not the only Magic player, obviously, at the FIBA World Cup. We're going to turn our attention to Germany. What Franz Wagner showed and why his injury is at least a little concerning. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL preseason is officially over, so you have to get ready for that NFL season. And with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, you can get in on the action this NFL season. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer you will not want to miss. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I wish I could uh, sit here and tell you good news about Franz Wagner. Um, and, and I will give you some good news about Franz Wagner because I was really impressed with the way that he played uh, in Friday's opener. But unfortunately... You know, you could you could see it in the in the rundown here. Franz Wagner was injured in Friday's opener against Japan. Easy win for Germany. They were up by twenty. They they had control of the game for the majority of it. Um, it the game was never really in doubt. And, and look, Japan got a really impressive win against Finland earlier today. Um, that is a solid team, and Japan will be playing Australia for the right to advance to the to the to the next round. Um, essentially, essentially. Uh, yeah, for the right to advance to the next round. So um, they 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 control their own destiny here in the World Cup thanks to that big win over Finland. Uh, but the big news came about five minutes left in the game. Fra- Franz was doing what he usually does, driving through the lane, attempting a jump pass to the corner, and maybe the jump pass was the problem. But um, attempting a jump pass to the corner landed on, landed on a Japanese player's foot, went down, rolling his left ankle. Um, he was able to walk off the court. Um, he is officially listed as day-to-day. He did sit out Sunday's game against Australia, which Germany won. Um, Germany has, we'll get into that game a little bit here in a minute, um, but Germany has officially advanced to the second round. They play Finland, who is 0-2 um, in their finale. Germany d- would like to go 3-0, so they're 3-0 entering the, sec- entering the second round. Your record does carry over to the next round. Um, and so... There is incentive to play Franz, but I would also I would still also kind of doubt that that Franz plays uh, in this next game and in, in this game coming up. I believe it is on Tuesday on Tuesday morning. Um, I, I, I am not anticipating him playing in hopes that they can steal another couple days of rest for him. 
uh, for the second round where they will likely play. I believe the second round, their, their cross group is Slovenia and Georgia, um, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, look, you're going to have, you're probably going to have Germany, Australia, Slovenia. You're going to want Franz available for that Slovenia game at the very, very least. And, and Georgia's looking pretty good to advance. They, they had, they got the big win. Uh, they got a big win over Cape Verde. If they beat Venezuela, they, they play Slovenia on Monday. That's, you know, that's not a likely win. So they will essentially have a play-in game against Venezuela, it'll look like, uh, in their finale on Wednesday. So that's that's giving you a sense of where we're standing in the world in the World Cup. But these games come fast. You're getting a day off between games. I think there's an off day coming up next week. Um, so if you could steal Franz a couple extra days of rest. Um, Germany's officially listed Franz as day-to-day. Um, you know, they, the, the, apparently the way it's working is they have an MRI machine in Japan. They're in Okinawa. Um, but they have to send the imaging out to the doc, the doctors in Germany. Um, so it's, it's a little bit of a mess. Um, look, we know Franz Wagner does not miss games. If it, like I, I joked about it, like literally Franz Wagner's foot would have to be detached from his body for him not to play. Uh, and even then I think he'd try and find a way to play. Um, it like just watching him in the broadcast of Sunday's game, he looked really sad. He looked like he really wanted to play today's his birthday. So happy birthday, Franz. Um, take the day off my dude. It's okay. You can have some cake. Um, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I think caution is the right word here. Now, I don't think this is a serious injury at all. You know, we've seen Franz roll his ankle and and get hurt and, and kind of take these little knocks, um, several times in his two-year career. And yet, Wagner's only missed five games. And all five of those games happened toward the end of the season when, you know, you're kind of bringing guys in and out and you're kind of resting him for his own sake to kind of say like, hey, like, you're good. We don't need we don't need it right now. Um, this dude will play through just about anything. And, and, and so, personally, I am not concerned overall about Franz. I am not concerned um, about about him and, and, and potentially missing, uh, certainly not missing camp. It, it, it didn't seem like the injury was that serious or that serious um, or, or that severe. Uh, but yeah, anytime a guy is hurt in any respect, you got to be a little bit careful and a little bit cautious. Um, I think Germany is being careful here, not playing him Sunday in such a massive game against Australia. Um, I think that was a real sacrifice. And that does suggest that, that they do see it as a little bit more serious than, then, you know, then not. Uh, but, you know, before that point, Franz was playing really well. He had 10 points in the game. I think he finished with six rebounds and five assists. I don't have the stats directly in front of me, but, you know, he was just doing everything really, really simply. The only thing he, he struggled with was his three-point shooting. He was 0 for 6 on threes. Um, but, you know, he's still willing to take those shots, and that's fine. I'm, I'm, I think I think we're kind of learning that that Franz goes very hot and cold with his three-point shooting at times. Um, FIBA ball is different. Uh, the the Length of the three-point line also a little bit different, so I think that throws people off as well. But um, his three-point shots just been struggling all all summer, and that's been the one flaw in his game. Otherwise, he is making incredible passes. He is making really smart plays. He's doing all things that we know Franz Wagner does. And so, I am personally not concerned at all. Like Franz had, even though Franz scored only ten points, he had a really good game up until the injury, up until that point. Uh, and so, you know, we know what Franz is capable of. Japan is a good team, but they are not, comp- you know, they're not a contending team. 
I suspect Australia will beat them and beat them pretty handily. But then again, we saw Latvia without Kristaps Porzingis upset France and eliminate France from the tournament today. So anything could happen in these games. You don't want to count any game as victory or any game as in the bag. Um, anything can happen in these games. There's a lot of pressure in these games. And obviously one game is subject to wild variability. Um, so I don't want to put anything too far past them, but Germany was able to handle Japan pretty easily and, and, and pretty fairly. I mean, I think they got off to a slow start and then they, then they, you know, which a lot of the favorites did, but then they really up, you know, ramped it up and, and they were able to kind of take a pretty sizable lead and, and win that thing comfortably. Um, even with Franz not scoring a ton, but he was getting everyone involved. And I think that's, that's really, really the, the, the positive thing from, from Franz. Um, you know, there's no official word yet on the severity of the injury. It's just that he's day to day. And so we will see if he ends up playing against Finland on, uh, on, on Tuesday. Again, my suspicion is that he will sit out that game now that Germany has secured their place in the second round. Uh, and then we'll see if he plays against, I believe if G- Germany ends up winning the group, they'll play second place in the, in the, the cross group. I think it's group F, uh, A, B, C, D, E, F. Yeah. In group F. Um, and so they play probably Georgia, Goga Batadze in Georgia, who had a very nice game. Uh, Goga had 15 points, 11 rebounds in Saturday's win over Cape Verde, uh, coming off the bench, um, which was an interesting decision because their other center was very slow and stiff. Um, but, uh, we'll see if, you know, we'll see, we'll see if, uh, Georgia is able to upset Slovenia and maybe upset that apple cart a little bit. And, you know, whenever Georgia, whenever Germany plays Slovenia, that's probably when Franz returns. It would, would be, would be my guess. Cause they're going to need all the help they can get with Luka Doncic. So how did Germany advance to the second round? Well, they did that by beating Australia, yes, without Franz Wagner. But there's a subplot going on in that game, as good as that game was, that interests Magic fans why the Magic have an edge coming up in just a moment. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So we're down, you know, we're, we're in game day three of the FIBA World Cup. So we're two games in for half the field. Uh, and we already have a lot of teams that have already punched their ticket to the next round. Um, like I said, our good friend Nikola Vucevic and Montenegro will be playing in the second round. Lithuania also clinched in that group. They play each other in the final final game to determine uh, the winner. Um, Latvia defeated France, moving France to 0-2, eliminating them from contention. I believe Canada has clinched their spot at 2-0. Uh, the United States, can, I don't believe they can clinch a spot with the win over Greece tomorrow, but they, they might be, it might depend on what happens in the other game. Um, if, if New Zealand beats, if New Zealand beats Jordan, they, I, I don't know what the standings are, but we're, we're starting to see some teams advance and Germany versus Australia became a game to advance out of the group play, out of the, out of the group play. And, and the way the second round works um, is all the, you know, you have group A, group B, group C, group D, group E, group F, group G, and group H. Uh, yeah, group H. Um, 
All those groups are paired together. So A and B, C and D, E and F, G and H. Uh, and the top two teams from those two groups combine to make a mega group or to make a merged group of four teams. Um, and then you just play the other two teams that you haven't played yet. So your records all carry over. Um, and you just play the two teams you haven't played yet. And the top two teams in those 14 groups, um, it, and the but there's four 14 groups, the top two teams in those four 14 groups advance to the quarterfinals. And then we hit the knockout stages and then it's single elimination from there. So, so got a little bit of work to do to get to the, get to the final here. Um, so Germany defeated Australia 85 to 82. Dennis Schroeder scored 30 points, including a go-ahead basket with about a minute 30 to play. It was a game that was as advertised between two teams that are frankly medal contenders. Now that France is out, one medal contender is gone. Germany and Australia should both feel like they can win win a medal in this thing, if not win the whole thing entirely. I'm, I still think the U.S. are heavy favorites, but it was a fantastic game. If you haven't watched it, pop up on ESPN Plus, go watch the game. It was at an absolute blast to watch. Great basketball, um, even without Franz there. But I, I want you to focus more specifically on a play in the second court. Um, there's a play that probably no one else cared or noticed about except for us Magic fans because it was just fun. Um, Joe Ingles got Mo Wagner kind of isolated on a pick and roll. He drove to the middle of the lane, spun back around him, maybe pushed him off. I don't think he did, but bumped him, uh, bumped him. Wagner went flying, flying around a little bit and Ingles hit a nice little floater over, over him to, uh, to, to make the basket. Uh, Wagner started chirping at the refs because he thought there was a foul. Joe Ingles talked back and thus began the little subplot of the game. Ingles and Wagner did chirp a little bit at each other throughout the game. And that's kind of who they are. Um, I know neither wants to be known for their extracurricular activities, but the reality is that is part of who they are. That is part of their games. That is part of what they bring to the, to the table and what they bring uh, to the floor for the Orlando Magic. The Magic want every little edge they can get. Um, we're going to dive into this a little bit later on in the offseason, but for the Magic to make the play-in tournament, it's not going to be one big thing that happens. Uh, or, you know, it could be one big thing. If one big thing happens um, to advance them, then yeah, they're going to they're gonna get to the play-in tournament. But really, what's going to change for the Orlando Magic are just a bunch of little things. You know, improving your home record by a little bit. You know, flipping your home record. You know, the Magic were roughly 500 at home. Flipping that into comfortably uh, above 500 at home, that's going to get you in the play-in tournament. Uh, reducing your turnovers. That's going to get you in the play-in tournament. Um, it's going to be little things. And, and with the margins that we're expecting to be really, really tight for this playoff chase um, with so many teams in the East who should feel like they are capable of making the play-in tournament, making the postseason in any capacity, um, it's going to be little things that matter. You know, I, I did this video on my Patreon page about where the Magic go in clutch situations, winning more clutch games, um, which the Magic did later in the season. After December 7th, the Magic were very good clutch situations, surprisingly. Um, it's little things. And so one thing the Magic have added to their team now are irritants. Bo Wagner is an irritant. You love him on your team. You hate him when you're going up against him because he is just talking, 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 just trying to knock you off your game in some way. Joe Ingles is very much the same kind of player. He is a talker. He is going to get in your ear. He makes a shot. He's going to let you know about it. He's going to needle you. He's going to just be talking in your ear the entire time, and it's on you to stay focused. And there are a lot of guys that don't stay focused on that, and Ingles is capable of hitting a big shot. He knows his place. He ain't going to talk that 
talk that junk to players well above him. But if he can knock a role player off his game or just kind of give that little bit of an edge, that's something that could help this team. There's always been this perception, and it's been something we've thought about a little bit here, is that the Magic are just frankly too nice. They got too many nice guys, and that's not a bad thing. We like nice guys. Nice guys don't finish last. But there is sometimes the need to needle, to push, to try and nudge someone out of the way. And that's what a guy like Mo Wagner and a guy like Joe Ingles does. Yes, they are skilled players in their own right. Do not define them only by this ability to talk trash and this ability uh, to, to get in someone's ear and, and, and to needle them and push them and prod them and, and, and provoke them. That's not entirely who they are. But they are very, very capable of not only giving you something on the court with their shooting, with Ingles passing, with Wagner screening, they're capable of just being a pass. The, 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 the fly buzzing around you that you have to spend some time just swatting away. And while you're doing that, the Magic are doing other things. It's misdirection. Whether this gives the team an actual edge or not, this is something that other teams are going to have to deal with. So not only will they have to deal with the length and athleticism and versatility of this Magic team, now they're going to have Mo Wagner shouting in the ear after a dunk or after a block or after his teammates do something, because that's really when Mo gets into it, is when his teammates do something good. Um, they're going to have Joe Ingles hitting a three or making a pass and letting the defender know a little bit about it. Um, that's that's an extra part of the game. Um, it is part of basketball. Whether we, whether we want it to or not, it's something that's not quantifiable. It's, it's not something that we completely know. But in this game, we saw the Magic's two irritants kind of going at each other. And look, they didn't get into any fisticuffs. There's no extracurriculars. There's no pull apart. It was just talk. But it's something different. It's something this Magic team hasn't really had. They haven't really had guys with an edge like this. Really, you know, Scott Skiles, Bo Outlaw, maybe with the fact that he just smiled at everything. Um, Matt Barnes. Magic have not had a long history of guys who just irritate their opponents and just annoy the heck out of them. Now the Magic have two of them, and they both figure to play major roles off the bench and really help this team in significant ways. They help their team be in a position to win on Sunday. And it just so happened that Germany was able to come out with the win. Joe Ingles was on the floor at the end of the game when the, when Australia needed some shooting when they were down by down by one. Um, Patty Mills ended up turning the ball over with about 30, like, I don't know how much time. It was like less than 30 seconds to play uh, with, with Australia down by two, unable to get a shot off. So we weren't able to see what, what Australia actually had. Germany was able to go up by three. Giddy missed a heave at the buzzer um, that would have tied the game. Uh, they were looking for a foul. They did not get it. Um, nor should they have. Uh, but that's that's that. Um, these are two really, really fun players. Um, I have been, you know, this is really my first time watching Joe Ingles pretty intently. And, you know, I love the way Australia uses him at the top of the key. He is an excellent passer. His passing is not something we talk about enough. He just makes really incisive, clean, quick passes with, you know, Right on the money, right on the money to guys. Um, you know, and his shooting just gives him enough space. He knows how to use his body really, really well to create space. Um, he plays bigger than he is in a lot of ways, too, which is which is really impressive that Australia uses him a lot at the four. Um, and Mo Wagner, you know, we know what to expect from Mo Wagner. He had 25 points in Friday's game against uh, Japan, just a lot of a lot of putbacks, a lot of cleanups, great post play, um, which was on display Friday, not on display Sunday. 
uh, when he shot one for five or one for six or two for five or two for six or something like that. Um, he only had, uh, in, you know, Ingles only had five points. Wagner only had four points uh, in, in that game. So, you know, it, like that game was about the guard battle between Dennis Schroeder and Patty Mills as much as, as much as anything else. And then Josh Giddy and, and Maldo Lowe. And Maldo Lowe had 20 points. Maldo Lowe stepped up uh, with, with Franz Wagner out of the game. But the Magic have some irritants now. And, and I think that's something that they will be able to take with back with them to training camp. Um, training camp's going to be fun. Uh, they might, things, things might get a little testy um, there. But um, that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast, Snapple Podcast, search your tune in, Himmel, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the public selling podcasts to your podcast enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. On tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic, we'll recap the U.S.'s game against Greece. Plus, we will talk, uh, we'll find something to talk about. We'll talk a little bit about how the Magic's youth. Um, is going to be the story of the upcoming season. We'll get to that on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Again, we're going afternoons uh, this week and throughout the World Cup. So expect the podcast. I'm, I'm recording this at about 3.30. Expect the podcast to be posted around 3.30, 4, 4 or 5 o'clock, uh, mid to late afternoon, all week long. So have those alerts set up. Be subscribed. Because of the World Cup, the games are early. I'm going to wait till after I'm done watching the games I need to watch. You know, we'll, I'll recap them on the site, and then I'll recap them here for you all too, um, so you can check that out. Um, so we'll be going afternoons the entire week long, and then and then inserting when big news happens as needed. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. It's been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.